This is Glenn Hauser with World of Radio 2230. World of Radio is a listener-supported public service program about communications around the world, above all the dynamic medium of international shortwave between the AM and FM bands. On this edition, recorded February 15th, Antarctica, Brazil, Congo, Cuba, France, Germany, international waters, Japan, Korea South, Kurdistan, Newfoundland, Oklahoma, Tibet, Turkey, Yukon-Banai, USA, Vanuatu, and the Propagation Outlook. Standard Disclaimer. LRA 36 Antarctica, as we reported last week, was on the air Saturday, February 3rd, from 23 UT, and it was again one week later, as tipped by Adrian Corolla of Rye in Buenos Aires via Manuel Mendez. That is, Saturday, February 10th, from 2300, and for exactly one hour until 01, on UT Sunday, February 11th, 15475.98 more or less, reduced carrier USB. So it looks like that may be a regular time for it. Good for us, but Europeans were hoping for an earlier hour in their evenings. North Americans, including myself, were able to pick up at least some signal direct. But of course, always better via South American remotes. Radio Nacional de Amazonia, Brazil is allocated for 6180 kilohertz, where it's been for a long time. However, Wolfgang Buschel says it has varied considerably below that frequency and was on the air later than usual at 0320 UT, February 10th, measured on 6179.939. And that collides with Madagascar World Voice Spanish service, close to exactly 6180. And a third station could be around 6180 by mistake, the Cuban Relay of China. Another week has gone by and still no sign of a signal from Radio Clube do Pará, Brazil, 4885. Are they ever coming back? Manuel Mendes in Spain reports Radio Congo Brazzaville 6115 is very irregular, most days out of the air. But it was heard on February 12th at 1801 until off at 1828. A strong carrier, but very weak audio in French. Wolfgang Bischel in Germany likes to figure out which of the three Cuban shortwave sites are involved in any particular transmission. About the spy numbers resumed on 9330, as heard February 14th, Wednesday at 0710. It was exactly on frequency under WBCQ, and he says, Nice, most modern Chinese transmitter from Beijing Broadcast Equipment Factory, BBEF up to 20 over 9, most likely via a Chinese-made Radio Kua Balta site and not from Behukal, where there's an old ancient Soviet 50-kilowatt unit. The weekly Esperanto broadcast from Radio Havana, Cuba, had long been scheduled first Sundays at 08 UT on 6100. Trouble is, that frequency has been off the air for many months, and we've not heard it on any other frequency until Sunday, February 11th at 08, I was hearing Esperanto opening on 6,000 kilohertz, which had stayed on the air late in English until then, but it was quite undermodulated. To make matters worse now, there is QRDRM, a test transmission from France on 6005 starting at 0800. 
I can hear anything on 6,000 only by lower sideband tuning. RHC should really be on 6,100 for that, even for half an hour per week. But that would make too much sense and be too much trouble. Anyhow, once daylight shifting time starts in less than a month, the nominal time will be 07 UT. The 5025 Cuban transmitter of Radio Vivelde, although for a while it was carrying programming from Havana Radio, had been off the air for quite some time, but we were hearing it again on February 15th, before and after 06 and 07 UT, that is, Manuel Mendez, Hilong in Canada, and I, and with some overmodulation and distortion. We remember a time when this used to be on the air 24 hours a day, and you could hear it in Florida, at least, in the daytime. As I just mentioned concerning Cuba on 6000, TDF in France has another frequency testing, DRM, 6005, which means it covers 6000 to 6010, starting at 08 UT, as heard February 11th. Before 08, it's still on 6195, plus and minus 5 kilohertz, with equally strong DRM noise. These are aimed 350 degrees from Isudun, that is, into the North Atlantic and the Arctic. Dr. Hans-Jörg Biener forwards news from a program called Jazz AM, a notice signed by John, the administrator there, of some more broadcasts. One was scheduled Thursday, 15 February, 22 to 23, on 3955 via Wolverton, UK, and Sunday, 18 February, on 9670, from 12 to 13 UT. doesn't say, but... We assume that frequency means it's channel 292 in Germany. More details on their webpage, gbradio.uk. Reception reports always welcome. Reply by EQSL. Every year on February 21st, there's a special yearly broadcast from Radio Imran from the island of Amrum. Christian Gibodo in France thinks it will be happening again this year. That is Wednesday, February 21st at 16 to 17 UT on 15215 via Isidon, France. It's in the local Frisian language and also in German and a bit of English. So I should spell that for those who may not be familiar. The name of the place anglicized is A-M-R-U-M, but they spell it O-umlaut, O-umlaut, M-R-A-N-G. National waters or non, question mark, on 4251 kilohertz. February 14th at 07.32. I heard CW over and over, nothing but a four-letter call sign ID, NJDM. I was checking that because of some earlier un-ID reports. First, from Jim B. in Springfield, Massachusetts. This was February 11th at 02.45, but what station is this and where is it? Then reported by Jack Amalar in Michigan. At 0255, February 14th, also clueless as to what it is. And then by Steve McDonald, NBC, easy copy, he says, at 0304, February 14th. Don Momin in Alberta says it was loud there at 0400, but went off before 0420. I replied, N plus three letters implies a U.S. Navy vessel. I searched a number of call sign lists, but could not find it. Could it be a new one? David Ross in Ontario has the answer. It's the USS Jason Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M, DDG-109, according to H-E-L-I-S.com, which has a database of such vessels and call signs. I noticed that in this case and many others, the call signs try to match letters in the ship's name, in this case, J-D-M. But where could it be? 
David Ross has the answer for that. There's something called the U.S. Navy Warships Tracker at marinevesseltraffic.com. That showed its current position as of February 14th, quite near to Jacksonville, Florida. I say that's helpful, but should not such info be classified? Here's the latest on Shokaze or Seabreeze, JSR, from Japan for those who have been kidnapped by North Korea. From Hiroshi in Japan via Ron Howard. At first, Ron himself was hearing their Wednesday, February 7th broadcast, including English, on 5930 and 7335, between 13 and 14 UT. But the next day, they changed frequencies. That was February 8th, 7250 and 7280. Hiroshi says that's the first frequency change of the year since December 21st. Perception getting worse, completely unbearable to listen to. No interference on the same frequency, but China's frequencies, 5 kilohertz above and below, are too strong. Korean broadcasts are in the first and second half on Thursday, can be heard occasionally. This does not mean that they should change frequency periodically. Is it possible to choose a frequency that sounds better? I don't think it would be possible for hard-headed people. Here are the other frequencies from February 8th. The repeated 16 to 17 UT on 6095 and 6180. We also have another broadcast offset by time, which I think is from an allied station, 1405 to 1435 on 6070 and 7325, and 1705 to 1805 on 6020 and 7320. One agrees that the new frequencies at 13 UT are very poor to poor 7250 and 7280. Terrible frequency assignments for the programming content. Hiroshi says on February 8th, the same program as on February 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. It was about a meeting on January 14th of the Secretariat of the Abduction Issue Task Force, known as Furusato no Kaze, jointly conducted with Shokaze, which is translated as Identified Missing Persons Issue Investigation Committee. The following concerns Russian language broadcasts of KBS World Radio South Korea, as reported in Rusty X, but may well apply to others. Their mailbox program of February 9th had an inquiry from Andrei Novgorodsky in Kharkov. I'm very upset at the termination of mailbox quiz and underfunding for sending verification cards. Has the station completely stopped sending paper QSO cards, or will it send a certain number selectively? For four years, we've not been able to receive anything from Korea, neither QSL cards or prizes for various quizzes. Lost in the mail? Any info about previous shipments to my address? And this was the answer. Funding for our radio this year has been significantly reduced. No money has been allocated for postage costs at all. Over the past year, a large number of verification cards and gifts remained unsent since there was not enough money allocated to send them either. However, the employee responsible for sending correspondence continues to fill out cards confirming incoming reports. We sort them by recipient and store them until better times. We hope that sooner or later funding will resume. You were the winner of the following quizzes, August 2020, February 2021, March and July 23, January 24. Last year, the prizes were not sent because there was not enough money, and this year too. But for 2020 to 2022, everything was sent. On February 11th, Walt Salmonev in British Columbia says, Who's on 11, 5, 10 at 20, 100? Strong reception, Middle East sounding music, before and after 20 UT. 
Who might it be? Best heard via my north beverage, so presumably over the pole from Central Asia or the Middle East. Chirgbina replies, judging from the content and the squeal, this is obviously the Turkish Radio Erdogan jammer against the Kurdish Dengagel. The Kurdish station is not heard underneath. And indeed, IGH comment, it's not normally on the 25-meter band this late at night. Wolfgang Bichel in Germany was hearing it at 2035 UT, Sunday, February 11th, 20 over 9. And it was on 11510.015. He says, Turkish President Erdogan jamming, playing Osmanic World Near East music. Jamming against Dengagel, the Kurdish National Shortwave Radio, also in the 25-meter band on various frequencies in the daytime. It's the typical fifth TRT MLR Turkey transmitter with an annoying whistle tone of 80, 100, 140, and 205 hertz away from the whistle tone audio with audio strings visible on the accompanied file picture screenshot. Then Walt Salmonev says it went off suddenly at 2156. A few Newfoundland radio stations retain call signs starting with VO, indicating they predated the year when Newfoundland became part of Canada. One such is 590 VOCM. And surprisingly, this was heard with a Morse code ID by Andrew Braid in the UK in the medium wave circle. February 9th at 10.30 UT. Seen such a thing reported before, nor heard it before. Actually, the frequency is 570. So this would have been a relay by CFCB and Corner Book of VOCM. Clarifying, the comment was by Andrew Braid, but the recording and reception was by Steve Whit in York, England. Classical music heard on KUCO 90.1 in Oklahoma, but no doubt available elsewhere, probably at different times. There's a program called Gameplay, which does not appear on their schedule, but has been heard if one is awake Saturday morning at 10 to 11 UT, that is 4 to 5 a.m. Central. That is, music used for video games, much of it classical originates with WIAA in Interlock in Michigan. And there's a new program of cinema music called Dinner and a Movie. Saturdays at 5 to 6 p.m. Central, 23 to 24 UT. And then there's Real Music, R-E-E-L, aired twice on KUCO. Fridays at 2 p.m. and Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central. That is Thursdays at 20 and Saturdays at 17 UT before daylight time shifts everything. But I wrote to Matt Rogers, the host, Bach in Phoenix, all the vintage snack bar announcements were cute the first time. Please phase them out. We listen to public radio to avoid hard sell commercials. While these are all in fun, they do clash severely with the rest of the program. Why not have a contemporary hi-fi, soft sell, perhaps female voice, record exactly the same texts and run those for a while? Via international vacuum, internet, AM, FM, and shortwave. World of Radio 2230. A non-commercial service, as is our website, worldofradio.com. Voluntary financial support, very much appreciated. Thanks this week to Bob Zarelli of Hazlitt, New Jersey, who sent a contribution via PayPal to WORADIO at yahoo.com. Not necessarily in U.S. funds. He says, thanks for your SWL dedication. I appreciate your being out there. Upon Asilomar State Beach, California, Ron Howard reports on 6200 from Tibet, Shizhong Radio and Television Station, 
That's X-I-Z-A-N-G as we spell it in English. After 16 UT, February 9th, which was an hour after his local sunrise. They had time pips and the English program for one hour. Hello, Zhejiang. Welcome to the special edition brought to you by Zhejiang Radio and TV Station. There was info about Tibet, rivers, temperatures, rainfall, festivals, and the start of the Spring Festival, Tibet New Year of February 10th. And they played some pop songs with contact info. Here's a sample. So the imperialist Chaikam are no longer calling it Tibet in English, let alone Holy Tibet. There are several other frequencies for the hour in English at 16 UT, although I guess Ron was hearing it on the best one for him. 4905-4920-6025-6110-6130-7255-7385, and according to the IB listings. And there's another English hour at 07-08 UT, except on Tuesdays. 4905-4920-6025-6130-6200-9490-9580, and 9730. I continue to monitor the voice of Turkey almost every day for the English in North America at 23 UT on 5960. Often I need to use the remote receiver in Holland, however, to get very good reception. The revived letterbox program continues to be heard on Sundays, such as February 11th, and it lasted until 23.45. The exact start and end times vary. And on that date, it was followed by an extra hour in German. At midnight UT, which is not supposed to be on shortwave, it lasted all the way until midnight 50. Ms. Radio Magazine on Facebook, Michel Frémy in Belgium says, As I predicted, the end of long wave in Great Britain has been delayed by a year. And this time I can affirm that Unlike with Luxembourg and Europe 1, I did not have anything to do with this. As explained before, this transmitter, 198 kilohertz, broadcasts a teleswitch signal from the Energy Networks Association. This allows those electrical customers to vary their rates for the service. The contract for this expires on 31 March this year, but the electrical societies would have to replace the old meters with new ones, and they're not going to be able to do it by this date. So the turnoff of long wave 198 has been delayed by one year till the end of March 2025. And let us hope the BBC Radio 4 broadcast will also continue unabated. Mike Terry forwards a story from the Telegraph, February 10th, by Bluffnade Corliss. Almost two decades have passed since the unmistakable voice of hard rock was heard for what was believed to be the final time. But Tommy Vance is now returning to the airways. Some 19 years after the veteran DJ's familiar tones from me, goodbye and God bless, I hope you enjoyed the show. Boomed out at his funeral. A station has recreated the former Radio 1 DJ's voice and words using artificial intelligence. Believed to be a first for British radio. Listeners tuning in to Boom Rock may be surprised to hear Vance promoting the new national station between songs. The AI tool, which was fed with old recordings to recreate new sentences using his voice, has produced a package of jingles 
and spoken lines, including Rock, That's Why We're Here, the former Top of the Pops presenter who died of a stroke in 2005-864, will also feature in the station's opening sequence. Vance's family was approached by the station about the idea, giving it their blessing. This follows a growing trend in the film and music industry to resurrect stars. Marshall Reel replies in the world of Radio Group, In the process of medium wave DXing here in the U.S., I've run across several instances of AI recreated voices from the past. One infamous right-leaning commentator regularly uses voices of famous news announcers from the past, such as Paul Harvey, Walter Cronkite, and Tom Brokaw. The AI voices are used in ads promoting this right-wing show. They mention contemporary topics and endorse the host's views. It's not clear whether he was asked for permission or not. No disclaimers are given. AI advances have brought up new ethical issues that need to be addressed. I'd like to thank again Shortwave Radio in Germany for deciding to carry World of Radio. I've checked many of their broadcasts and were scheduled at nine different times during the week and find them quite reliable and with good reception, at least in Europe. You can find all the times for that and all our other stations at worldofradio.com. The German frequencies are 6160 in the daytime and 3975 at night. On February 15th, Lou Johnson, KF4RCA in Atlanta says, WWCR continues to have problems on 6115 in the evenings. The last two nights were an embarrassment to U.S. shortwave station. 31 meters is a hot band and more reliable than 49. That must be one of those continental transmitters that you cannot get parts for. I'm afraid programmers such as the ORW will jump ship to another shortwave station. There are a bunch out there. Rick Barton in Arizona has news about the Sedona station on 780 KAZM as heard February 6th at 1955 UT. After a newscast, they had a slogan, Mellow Mountain Radio, he had not heard before. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 780 AM, KAZM, Mellow Mountain Radio, and local weather. IGH, I'm not in the habit of using the word mellow much. I've noticed a couple of DXers like to use it to describe the music they hear. More about that 200-foot radio tower stolen from WJLX 1240 in Alabama. In the Michigan ARE tip sheet, a comment by Ron Johnson to a Radio Inc. story. The station was secretly silent for almost five years, with no silent STA as the owner, chose to originate programming on the translator W268BM while not operating the AM station. This makes it easy and convenient when inspectors are on the way and insurance money is needed for something like this to happen. Editor Ken Zicke says, rather unlikely the station was behind what happened here, but it's entirely possible someone realized, hey, they don't use the AM, so we can get away with this. They won't notice for weeks that this happened, and thus the plot was hatched. CBC Radio 1 also reported on this, and Larry Ellis says, seems like a lot of work that couldn't be done very quickly. Sure is strange. Editor Ken Zicke replies to that. Actually, a Sawzall, a two-ton pickup, had a complete and total disregard for one's own personal safety, private property, and the rule of law, and a few beers not to mention a complete lack of concern for others, would make this quite doable in just a few hours. Drop the guy lines, make a few cuts with power tools, and bada-bing, bada-bang, zip-boom, there you are. Mike Cooper forwards another story about this from the Washington Post, February 9th. Kai Ludwig in Germany replies, It's interesting how such high-profile news outlets have nothing else to offer than he-said journalism. It appears the Wall Street Journal even tries to make politics with the story. There's a long discussion about this at radiodiscussions.com. 
key fact for which evidence is being provided is that this transmitter was off the air already for five years, which means that the continued FM transmissions in those five years were illegal. I says, I'm sorry to, for having researched such a sexy story to death, but I do not find it that exciting when a silent one kilowatt medium wave setup somewhere in Sweet Home, Alabama disappears over half a decade. Meanwhile, it's much more interesting what the media makes of this. Here in Oklahoma, February 13th at 0140 UT on 1590 kilohertz, I heard some rather urgent talk in Russian, not Ukrainian. The only like a possibility is WCGO in Evanston, Illinois, which does have Russian on weekday afternoons. Via TuneIn.com, we find their own website where they blunder as 19.50 a.m. instead of 15.90. It's Radio Narodnaya Volna, Chicago, in Northbrook, Illinois. Website www.radionvc.com. Their Russian hours vary from day to day, it seems, and they're also in Spanish later on, after 0200 UT, as I was hearing them then. In those hours, they're calling themselves Ambiente Clásico. It sure would be nice to see a complete, accurate program and language schedule for WCGO. Craig Christ in Virginia reports, hearing a spur on the approximate frequency of 1636.784 kHz the morning of February 8th at 1236 UT, distorted audio and singing. Could it be a pirate? Chris Smolensky replies, I also hear a similar signal around 1683 kHz. This could be from WLUE 1600 in Kentucky, which has had spurs before, best in the FM mode, which is why they sound distorted in AM. However, I, GH, reply, 1637 and 1683 imply it could be out of one of the few 1660 stations, a spur at plus and minus about 23 kHz. Try to match the modulation to 1660. Wait, that's in New Jersey. An article by Carl D. Forth in NRCDX News. Your latest catch may not be transmitting from where you think it is. Where is the other WOR? If you answered Rutherford, New Jersey, you are correct. There have been a few who have argued that WOR should in fact count as New Jersey, not New York. He's not making a judgment about this issue, but has researched a number of stations which are in another state than their city of license. It's just a part of that long article. Any discussion of transmitter sites in different states than city of license needs to start in New York. There are 14 radio stations licensed to New York City that have their transmitter sites in New Jersey, including WMCA 570, WOR 710, WABC 770, WINS 1010, WEPN 1050, WBBR 1130, WLIB 1190, WADO 1280, WWRV 1330, WKDM 1380, WZRC 1480, WWRL 1600, and with each one he actually gives the town in New Jersey. Also WNYC 830 was in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, now on 820 in Kearney, New Jersey. WFME 1560 moved its transmitter from Massmith, Queens, New York to West Orange, New Jersey in 2021. Have you heard any AM stations actually broadcasting from New York City? WFAN 660 and WCBS 880 do transmit from High Island, Bronx, New York. And then he goes on with similar research concerning Washington, D.C. versus Maryland and Virginia. Wheeling versus Ohio. Illinois, Chicago, and Gary. And on and on in the eastern half of the U.S. But he says, there are not many stations with a transmitter in a different state in the western U.S., KMTT 910 in Vancouver, Washington, is in Portland, Oregon. 
Il Vanuatu was missing for a couple of nights, February 10th and 11th, not found on any known frequency by Ron Howard or Manuel Mendes, but we've been hearing it again since February 12th, such as at 0751 on 7260. Propagation outlook from the Space Weather Prediction Center of NOAA issued February 12th. G2 moderate storms were expected to peak February 13th, with ANK indices reaching 38 and 6, but since then it's very quiet. 5 and 2 through March 9th, except for a peak of 8 and 3 on February 26th, when conditions may become unsettled. Solar flux was expected to descend from 180 February 15th to a low of 150 February 24th to 28th, and then rise again to 170 by March 3rd. With many thanks to all our contributors and stations, Glenn Hauser concluding World of Radio 2230 and inviting you to hear me again next week with a standard disclaimer.